Father, we thank you once again for tonight. Thank you for the time of worship. And Father, I just pray for the attitude of sovereignty, Father, as we continue on the subject of what is a healthy church member. And Father, we this is a very practical but yet much needed topic that we've been covering throughout the weeks and how to be a healthy church member, Father, and how that impacts this congregation, but most importantly, how we can make an impact with the spreading of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Father, we ask that, as always, that you would allow us to decrease in our own ability, and, Father, that you would give the members here, the visitors that are here, clarity as we go over the topic of a biblical theologian give us the ability father through your spirit to break it down in bite-sized pieces that we can enjoy and digest father through your spirit we thank you for that in your son's name we pray amen so we're going to be talking about what a healthy church member what is a healthy church member well another topic that we want to hit on this week is a healthy church member is is a biblical theologian wow right a biblical theologian what is biblical theology and i can remember for years i thought that that was something set aside for seminary growing up in the christian faith i also i often too often the nun thought of biblical theology as being some type of um goal that you can get to someday when I get so much knowledge that, you know, I had a totally misconception of it until I fully understood what biblical theology is. And it's the church's fault for making it sound like it's more confusing than what it really is. Um, Theology. What is theology? A lot of us may know already, but let's say we're not really too clear. You know, we get the word theology, we get it actually from two Greek words. The two Greek words that we get the word theology is theos, which we've heard quite rapidly, which means God, and then logos, which is the word. You take those two words and you combine them together, and when you combine them together to form theology, it's simply, in a simple, pragmatic form, is the study of God's word. So theologian is one that studies God's word. So we would, we, with that in mind, we would all we all can agree that we are all in this room. If we're not, we should be a Bible theologian. We should be one that studies God's Word. Amen. So one thing when we deal with theology, when we deal with specifically the study, when we deal with the study of God, which if we see the word theology, it refers to the same manner. The study of God. There's there's a specific term that's used, and that's theology proper is the study of God, the character of God, the study of God. And so, when we referring to being a biblical theologian tonight, as we go through a few minutes here together, what we're referring to first and foremost is knowing God Himself. A healthy church member is one that knows the God in whom he serves. And the way we become fluent with and and, and be, the way we begin to know the God that we serve is 
through primarily being a theologian of God's word, a studier of God's word, right? So when we refer to that, we are specifically talking about knowing God himself. So when we refer to the term, you're going to hear it quite often, biblical theologian, we, when we say that, we, we kind of got two things in mind. We've got a couple things in mind. First, that we need to understand that we must keep in mind that the Bible is the self-revelation of God given unto man. That's what this word is. It's God's self-revelation of himself on who he is. So when we talk about and we give this term, we talk about being a, a biblical theologian. We must keep that in our mind that the word is God's self-revelation of himself. So a healthy church member is one who is interested, first of all, in knowing their God. You've got to have an interest. You've got to have a hunger to get to know your God and realize that the primary way that this is done is through the reading of what God has to say about himself in the Bible. This is the primary resource that we're to depend on to get to know our God. What has God said about himself in the scriptures? So those are things that we need to keep in mind, things that you should write down because these are a lot. This is a subject that I believe that we can only teach so much and it's more caught than it is taught. And it's something that is caught when you, we talked a little bit about it last week, when you begin to gain a hunger for God's word. You've got to have a hunger to know your God. You've got to have a hunger to know your God, which a healthy church member is one that does exactly that. They are a biblical theologian. So a biblical theologian is one that's committed to the teachings of the scripture. One that is committed to the teaching of the scripture. This is where God tells us about himself. Second, that we need to keep in mind when we, when we refer to, to being a biblical theologian is a biblical theologian is one that is committed to understanding the history of God's revelation to mankind. You've got to understand the history of God's revelation and how it has and how God has foretold it through the scriptures as a whole, from the beginning to the end. We've got to keep that in mind. In other words, what I'm trying to say and trying to plant is a healthy church member is one that makes it a goal of himself or, the, or herself to understand the unity and the progression of the Bible as a whole. We make it a goal to understand that progression of historical history of scripture and how God has exposed himself to man. Now, I say that for a few reasons that we're going to touch on here in a bit. But let me break this down a little bit more before we continue on with some of the points that we it, it's not a biblical theologian isn't a person that just limits themselves to the richness of knowing their God by a few isolated verses. What do you mean? You know how we have our favorite verses. We have our favorite scriptures. That's great and that's needed and that's healthy. But to be a healthy church member by becoming a biblical theologian, you, you can't isolate yourself to knowing your God by just a few scriptures 
taken out of the different books and isolating them. You've got to take scripture as a whole to properly understand and know your God. You've got to take it systematically from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And that takes study. That takes being a biblical theologian, one who studies God's word. Everybody with me? When we as church members begin to ingest um, the nutrients that come from being a biblical theologian, when we begin to digest those, we begin to see the grand story of God. We begin to see the big picture of God redeeming for himself a people that he's called his own. That picture becomes a lot more clearer to us when we see it as a whole in Scripture. So write some of these down. We're going to go through some of these real quick here because there's, there's a lot and we're not going to have the time to cover in detail. So as we systematically make our way through the Scriptures, uh, we see that God is a holy God. We see that God is a faithful God. We see that God is a loving God. And the, and the sovereign God that he, he's a sovereign God that makes and a sovereign God that keeps the promises he has made to his people. We see this as we study God as a whole, as, as scripture as a whole. You can't get that clear vision of God by just grabbing a scripture here, and the scripture there, the, 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 your favorite types of scriptures, but it, bec- it, it you grab a hold of it like applying what we talked about last week, uh, about going through God's word and, and reading God's word verse by verse, amen, and seeing the, the, the scripture give the theme of what you're reading and the theme of what you're studying. So let's look at some things now. Let's look at how biblical theology works to promote the health of a church member. How does the study of God's word promote the health of a church member? Number one is studying biblical theology helps us grow in our reverence for God. When we, when we become a biblical theologian, faithfully studying the word of God, we gain a, rev, a greater reverence for our God. We, when we do this, we encounter the God of Scripture. The God of Scripture comes to life uh, to us and becomes rhema to us, and we begin to see more clearly the majesty of God that's recorded in Scripture. You can't get that from someone's story. You can't get that from someone's background. The only way you can get a a clear vision of the full majesty of God is by dissecting, is by being, being a good steward of being a biblical theologian. Studying the word of God to get to know your God. So as we begin to do that, you'll find out, and some of you have most likely have been practicing this, but maybe some of us are still working on creating a habit of being a biblical theologian. That's okay. We've got to start somewhere. We, and if that's the case, that's okay. We need to keep progressing forward in applying these principles that we've been covering of being a healthy church member. 
And as we, you begin to do that, some of you that have been doing it, some of you that are starting to do it, maybe this is all new to you. But we, we begin to see how God establishes and establishes promises and keeps those promises to his people. We begin to, we begin to see God for who he is. We see the Lord working all things together. What we think are bad. We see him working all things together for his glory. We see this and we begin to learn this about our God. We see the promises of God when we take scripture as a whole and properly be a, be a proper biblical theologian. We begin to see how the promise of the woman's seed that was going to bruise the serpent's head. We see that in the book of Genesis chapter 3. We see God make that promise. We see in Genesis 17 the, the restoring of the barren womb for that God's seed would be preserved. We see God work in this way. We see all the way to, to the actual birth of that seed that's recorded in Matthew chapter 1. And we can only get that vision when we read systematically and we study systematically throughout the word of God as a whole. We can only see the full picture of God in that way. It's not going to come with a quick hit scheme. It's not going to come with five with a five-minute punch list, and I'm going to give you a shortcut and a quick route to knowing God. Listen, we don't even mention it because we have been with serving God for a number of years. I'm just going to put it like that. And the more I serve him, the more I realize it's just like I'm, I'm seeing him brand new every single day. I don't... I don't claim to have grasped this thing. God, how? What? One thing I do know is the awesomeness of God, the, the, the complexity of God, uh, that he, the, the God that He is. How could I ever begin to understand who am I? God is so great and so awesome, and it's not. And I'm saying this for a reason. You're never going to get to a point where you're this top-notch biblical theologian and amen we were to continue i'm just saying that as an encouragement because i know a lot of us tend don't don't and i believe we're not we're, probably the majority of us are not there but don't ever get intimidated don't ever get intimidated what i mean by that are oh, you don't intimidate me no don't ever get intimidated in your knowledge don't ever get to a point where you're afraid to ask a question when you're afraid to share because you may think that the other person may be on some pedestal with all this knowledge, which, I mean, we're, we're all at different levels, yes, and we all feed off each other and sharpen each other in that way. And the only way we can ever get there is, is by implementing the character trait of being a biblical theologian. It's very important in this Christian life. We've given our life for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We we should know a little bit about him, amen, of this man that we have given our life over to. So when we see all these things in the light of Scripture, that God has always been, God will always be the same creating, the same holy, the same faithful, loving, and sovereign God. We, When we see this in Scripture, we're encouraging our faith. And we gain a reverence of him like I couldn't even begin to explain to you. This reverence comes by God exposing himself to us through the scriptures. So if you truly have a desire to know and reverence God, which I think everybody would 
raise their hand. We all have that desire on the inside of us to know our God more, to reverence God more. Then dedicate yourself to becoming a biblical theologian. If there's anything you get out of that, if you want, if it's your desire to know your God and have a reverence for God that you've never had before and have a hunger for Him above all else that this life has to offer, then you, we need to roll up our sleeves and dedicate ourselves to be a biblical theologian. A second area on how biblical theology works to promote the health of a church member is studying theology helps us to overcome our wrong ideas on theology. It helps us to overcome our wrong thoughts, our wrong ideas when it comes to the study of God. What do you mean? Isn't there, all of us, I think we're in the same boat. There's times that we encounter various teachings um, in the Bible that challenge us. They provoke us. They, they poke us. They don't feel good. They're not intended to feel good. The growing process doesn't feel good. The stretching doesn't feel good. I don't want who likes being exposed that they're not correct. Who likes being exposed that you need to get this area right? So we all come across these times and there's passages that God reveals to us in his word as we study that they really don't, they challenge us, they provoke us, they poke us. And because of the dullness and the sin in our hearts, we most often, our flesh, we struggle in our flesh to accept such teachings. It's almost a human reaction to try to disprove something that we're learning in the Word that I have a hard time with that one. Lord, you just, you don't know how they treat me. You don't know what those, you don't know what that person done to me. Because of the dullness of sin in our heart, we, we're all like that. We struggle with accepting these things at times. So when we don't give ourselves to become a biblical theologian, we don't really truly give ourselves to the understanding of the grand theme of biblical revelation. The grand theme of biblical revelation. The total weight of teaching of the scripture on a particular subject. The, the, the total weight of it on a particular subject. Let me, let me help a little bit. When it comes to a subject that hits you wrong, that just doesn't settle right, doesn't feel good, you try to think of different ways around it. You got to take those subjects and you got to, you got to, as you study God's word as a, as a biblical theologian and you see that subject throughout scripture systematically, what God has to say about that everywhere in the Bible, you begin to get a full picture and a better understanding of what you may be struggling with. It, it makes it much easier to dodge those challenges that come across our life when we just sporadically read scriptures on particular subjects. When we just take a portion here and a portion there and that's it, it, it it's, it's much easier to dodge what God is really trying to do in your life until you get the full counsel of God in scripture. So as we diligently pr- and prayfully study 
biblical theologic, theologic, uh, theology concerning God and who He is. We learn how to, it, it, it creates in us a joyful submission to God. We begin to submit to those passages that in past really caught us different. It, it poked us. It, it agitated us. It, we struggled with it. When God begins to reveal himself to you through scripture, we learn how to joyfully submit to those scriptures. And we, we now have an ability to throw out the wrong thinking when it comes to the scriptures of the word. Amen. A third area on how biblical theology works on promoting the health of a church member is studying biblical theology helps protect the church against doctrinal controversies. Doctrinal controversies. Church history is filled with these controversies, controversies that risen from congregations just like ours, even from entire denominations. Church history, you'll see, is, is filled with these controversies concerning Scripture. When churches are filled with healthy biblical theologians, the church and the body are better equipped to withstand and resolve such controversies. Controversies arise because subjects are brought up and because people have an acute lack of knowledge of the word, they don't dis, they don't agree. They can't come in agreement and they've got different views because some of us are not really being true to biblical theology. Amen. Write some of these down. I know we're kind of going over some of this stuff real quick, but you know, when it comes to understanding biblical theology and properly uh, maintaining the continuity and the consistency found in Scripture concerning the doctrines of God. Um, author Sabidi refers to biblical theology. I love the example he gave. He talked about biblical theology being compared to putting a jigsaw puzzle together. Striking uh, uh, um, example that he gave. And what he meant by comparing it to putting a jigsaw puzzle together he was referring to when we come across pieces of the puzzle of doctrine, pieces of the theological puzzle, when we come across these pieces that are unfamiliar to us, we search for its proper place in the grand scheme of God. We search for it, and when we're building a puzzle, when we come across a piece that is not the border or is not one of the color, main color schemes, what we do is what, we go to the box, right, that has the picture of the completed puzzle on it. And it may have a shading of color that, oh, okay, I see that that little, it's down here somewhere. And then we, we, we look at that, and that, that helps guide us to figure out where these unfamiliar pieces go. And you know, just like it is with the jigsaw puzzle, any of you that done time, you know, that's one of the big major things you do is jigsaw puzzles. Um, if you've ever done that, the more pieces that you have put together on the puzzle, the easier and easier it becomes to evaluate where to fit those new pieces. It kind of snowballs. Take a long time. You get the border and then you get stuff going. It takes a long time. But the more pieces you, you get in there, 
it begins to snowball, and when you get an a unfamiliar piece, you, it's, you're quicker at knowing where this fits. And the less likely you are to try to make that piece fit where it doesn't go. How many have done that? Man, it's close. I think, the, I think they just made a mistake when they pressed this, cut this thing out, man. They, he left a little char on there. And, no, it doesn't belong there. That's why it's not sliding in. When we have more pieces put together, when we, when we see the grand picture, we, we are less prone to, to make mistakes like that when it comes to the doctrines of God and, and the theology of, of, of God and knowing who God is. And when we have a, 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 a fairly significant grasp on biblical theology, when we have a grasp on it, it's like having that picture of the completed puzzle. When we begin to have a grasp on it, we, when we come across things to this day, and you're going to continually come across them, that you quite don't know where to fit, you, you have something to go to, to get a basic understanding of where this piece might fit. So having that big picture of proper biblical theology from Old Testament to New Testament, it better equips us to accept or reject those theological pieces that we come across. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, tells us that Scripture were written down for, for our instruction. Scripture was written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Simply put it at that. Let's go to another area. Let's go to a fourth area and how biblical theology works to promote the health of a church member. And that's the study of theology. The study of biblical theology is necessary to fulfilling the Great Commission. This is another way that it promotes the health of the church member is that biblical theology is necessary in fulfilling the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 through 20, Jesus gives all believers these marching orders. Jesus says, he says, go therefore... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This, this, is, this can be a difficult to obey, especially to teach others to obey without having a solid understanding on how God's commands are to be understood and how not only understood but how they're to be understood in their historical development in scripture their historical development in scripture when we are better equipped to put these pieces together and to fulfill the great commission we're better equipped when we are healthy church members that have sound biblical knowledge of theology. When we understand God, uh, the God of Scripture and how God has revealed Himself to us in Scripture, we are better equipped to give the story uh, of, uh, to give the gospel story and fulfill the Great Commission. One, this is one of the most exciting benefits for studying biblical theology is that it deepens our understanding of the gospel. 
it really deepens it. And it, and it's, and it, not just head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge of what the gospel is. When you have that heart knowledge of the gospel, this is what it will equip us to be ready when you've studied and when you have it, in season and out of season, when you feel like doing it, when you don't feel, it, it equips us because it's in your heart. Amen. When we study God's word as a whole, we see Christ and the gospel. The scripture reveals Christ and the gospel throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament. So what a better way to fulfill our great commission than being a biblical theologian because it's going to expose exactly who Christ is and what this message of the gospel is. Luke 24 verse 27 said this, and he began with Moses and all the prophets. He interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, understand this and reflect back a little bit. Let's look back at the Gospels. Let's think about what we've read in the book of Acts. Jesus and the apostles themselves, they relied on the Old Testament. They relied on the Old Testament because they understood that the Old Testament scriptures pointed to Christ and the Gospel. They didn't have the New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is where they were equipped to know the gospel and know Jesus Christ. So they, they understood this. So this is what a biblical theologian does. They become proficient. A healthy biblical theologian becomes proficient in recognizing the unity of Scripture. We become proficient in recognizing that unity of Scripture of Christ and the gospel being throughout the Bible. Christ and the gospel is shown and enlightened throughout Scripture. And when you become a healthy church member and be a biblical theologian, you We'll begin to see it. So what are the, some of the practical ways that we can start to become a biblical theologian? Where do I start? What, what should I do? There's some helpful strategies that Saviti mentions in his book. He gives, some, he gives us some practical strategies. One of the practical strategies he gives us, he said he writes to read a good book on biblical theology. This is one good place to start. Get yourself a good book on biblical theology. It, it's, it's an obvious way to become a biblical theologian, right? Because that's what the topic is going to be. And, and you'll find that a good book on biblical theology can provide a solid and a very, in a very readable term, understanding term. Over, it kind of overviews the unity and diversity of scripture. You should at least, you should make it a point in your, in your study time, um, to at least go through one book on, on, on biblical theology. You should make it a point to do that. Um, you can go to our website. There's some good suggestions, some good references there. If you don't know a good book, you can go to, uh, one of the elders and ask what a good book on theology would be. But make it a point to at least go through one, to get a good grasp and getting started. This is a very, Practical way on how a practical strategy and how we could become a biblical theo, the, uh, theologian. Uh, 
The second helpful strategy that he gives is allow some portion of your private devotions uh, to study a specific um, a specific subject systematically through the scripture. What do you mean? Listen, our main diet of scriptural nourishment obviously should come from the study of individual books in the Bible, going through them verse by verse and and going through them in the in the redemptive historical context that we that we find them in that's that should be our main diet of scripture but as we do that um we should supplement that main diet of studying the books of the bible verse by verse we should supplement that main diet with the study of major themes that we find in scripture and run through the bible systematically what do you mean? Themes, a theme like the character of God. That's a major theme of the word that you can grasp. Take the character of God and, and, and go through it, Old Testament and New Testament, everywhere God speaks about his character. It's a good practice. It's a good practical way to, to properly to become to, steps to take to become a biblical theolo- uh, theologian or maybe even the covenant of God with his people. Take a subject like that. And study it systematically throughout the scriptures. As you do this, the glories of God on that subject will come into a more brilliant light that you've ever seen them before. A third helpful strategy that he gives is adopt the New Testament's attitude towards the Old Testament. Adopt the New Testament's attitude towards the Old Testament. As we mentioned Earlier, the Bible is one story about God. Old and New Testament's one story about God redeeming for himself a chosen people. This can be this can be started by simply training yourself. Simply training yourself to 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 link what you have learned in the New Testament and to link it to the Old Testament. Things that were taught, things that you hear in the New Testament or vice versa in the Old Testament, learn how to link them to one another because they are linked. This is a good practice, a good exercise, if I can say, in becoming a healthy biblical theologian. So as you begin to study as a biblical theologian, how do we do this? We ask ourselves questions. How, what do you mean? If what, what way does this passage that I'm reading, in what way does this New Testament passage clarify or reveal itself or in which way is it magnified um, in the Old Testament? Where do I find this? How is this magnified? How is this clarified? How is this revealed? And vice versa. It's a good practical way to begin to practice and to begin to implement the starting point of how to be a a healthy church member by being a a biblical theologian. When you ask yourself these questions, you you will learn how how to adopt what he's talking about here and take a New Testament approach towards the Old Testament.
The Old Testament is all, it's all linked together in things that we see in God is foretelling of Christ and His majesty and His glory. We see all this throughout, through, throughout Scripture. Fourth is a helpful strategy that He gives is study of the Old Testament with Jesus and the New Testament in view. Make it a, make it a point to study Scripture in the Old Testament, to study books in the Old Testament, and when you do that, have keep Jesus and the New Testament in view because you're going to see in the Old Testament it's a picture of what you'll see in the New Testament. As before, just ask yourself simple questions, right? Like, how does this passage point to Jesus? How does this passage, how does this Old Testament uh, uh, relate to the New Testament? Idea of the church. And just ask yourself these questions. A healthy student of biblical theology is well versed in the connection of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm telling you, it would shed a brand new light on who this God is that we serve when you make it a habit and be well versed in that connection. So begin to do that. Begin to think that way. Begin to apply these things as you're reading or studying from the Old Testament or even the New Testament and vice versa. Another helpful strategy that he gives us, the fifth, is study the books of prophecy in the Old Testament. Study the books of prophecy in the Old Testament. This is one of the reasons why we are going to do exactly that. We're going to be covering a few of the books uh, known as the minor prophets in the weeks to come. You know, and they're called minor prophets, but in reality, there's nothing minor about them. Uh, these books of the minor prophets, they, they have some of the most richest uh, uh, writings about the life and the ministry and the supremacy of Jesus than you'll ever find. They're so rich in these writings and exposing the supremacy of Jesus Christ in these minor prophets. So that's another helpful strategy. Study, study some of the prophetic books, the minor prophets in the Old Testament. A sixth and a final helpful strategy that he gives us is know and support our statement of faith. Know and support our statement of faith. The majority of us would probably know what that statement of faith is. Maybe we're not too sure. Maybe we forgot. It's something about London, England, something like that. Maybe that's where you're at. But it's the 1689, right? London Baptist Confession of Faith. Why does he mention this? He mentions this is this is a way to help stir up and to help kickstart of making it a habit of being a biblical theologian, go through our statement of faith. Commit yourself to go through it. Make it another point. Put it in your bucket, your short-term bucket list to go through this confession. And, and listen, why study it to assure within yourself that it is doctrinally sound? We're not telling you to read it to brainwash or to force feed. Look at it and study it to assure for yourself that it's biblically sound. A healthy biblical theologian will see that it is. This is another 
useful strategy in developing the habit of being a biblical theologian in your life. Go through the statement of faith. It will hit on different areas and give you scriptures to look and follow through with that and get that, learn how to systematically study those topics of doctrine. And plus, the fact of the matter is knowing God is, it, it starts with knowing about him. Knowing God starts with knowing about him. We all claim to be part of this fellowship in support of it. Um, that's one good tool. Write down that note. Take the time out to study that, that confession of faith, and it'll help. It'll give, you, it'll give you some more starting points on how to systematically study and be a, be a biblical theologian and study uh, God's word and what God has revealed about himself to us. So n- this knowledge of God that, that, that we're talking about, it, it especially belongs to those redeemed church members who commit themselves to becoming a biblical theologian. You've got to commit yourself tonight to being a biblical theologian. And as you do that, you'll, it'll help aid and, and give you the nutrients needed to remain a healthy church member. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. And Father, we pray that the words of wisdom spoken today, that it will aid in the development of healthy church members. And Father, we know in doing so, we will all be better equipped to bring you glory in everything that we do as believers. Father, we trust that you will do as such in every believer that has lent a listening ear here today, Father. May you receive all the glory and all the honor for giving us this nugget of truth tonight, Father. Another step as we move forward in becoming a healthy church member. We thank you, and in your son's name we're all in agreement with it. Amen and amen.